book of Psalms this morning. Let's turn to the book of Psalms, and we're going to look at chapter 136, Psalms chapter number 136. And for our text this morning, we're going to take the time to read all 26 verses of Psalms chapter number 136. And then throughout the message, I will use this entire chapter as my text this morning in Psalms chapter number 136. And you follow along as I begin reading with verse number 1, the book of Psalms chapter 136. The Bible says, O give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the God of gods, for His mercy endureth forever. O give thanks to the Lord of lords, for His mercy endureth forever. To Him who alone doeth great wonders, for His mercy endureth forever. To Him that by wisdom made the heavens, for His mercy endureth forever forever. Uh, You're about to see a pattern in this chapter. Uh, Verse number five, to him that by wisdom made the heavens for his mercy endureth forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters for his mercy endureth forever. To him that made great lights for his mercy endureth forever. The sun to rule by day for his mercy endureth forever. The moon and stars to rule by night For his mercy endureth forever. To him that smote Egypt in their firstborn, for his mercy endureth forever. And brought out Israel from among them, for his mercy endureth forever. With a strong hand and with a stretched out arm, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which divided the Red Sea into parts, for his mercy endureth forever. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endureth forever. Uh, we'll keep reading the rest of the chapter, but are you starting to get the idea that there's something that God wants you and I to be aware of? Verse 15, But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which led his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endureth forever. <clears throat> to him which smote great kings, for his mercy endureth forever. And slew famous kings, for his mercy endureth forever. Sion, king of the Amorites, for his mercy endureth forever. And Og, the king of Bashan, for his mercy endureth forever. And gave their land for an heritage, for his mercy endureth forever. Even an heritage unto Israel his servant, for his mercy endureth forever. Who remembered us in our lowest state, for his mercy endureth forever. And hath redeemed us from our enemies, for his mercy endureth forever. Who giveth food to all flesh, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. It is quite obvious what uh, much of this chapter has to say, because it says the same thing. Uh, And you read this chapter as we did this morning, uh, you cannot help but see uh, what God has said, for His mercy endureth forever. Uh, But we're going to look at several things in this chapter. We will touch on that statement this morning. But I want to preach on this subject, some thoughts on Thanksgiving. 
some thoughts on Thanksgiving and some things that I think will be a help to us. Let's ask the Lord to help us this morning. Father, we uh, thank you that your mercy does endure forever. Uh, We thank you that your mercy, uh, in the context of that statement, has existed since the beginning of the time. It exists now, and it will always exist. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for grace. We thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we uh, have much to be thankful for, and I pray that the message this morning uh, will remind us some things about Thanksgiving and how Thanksgiving and thankfulness should be a part of the Christian's life. And Father, I pray that there's one unsaved, that they would trust Christ today, and may this be a help to your people, for we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, the, the word thanksgiving can be defined as the act of rendering thanks or, experience, or expressing gratitude for favor or mercies. Let me read that again. The act of rendering thanks or expressing gratitude for favor or mercies. Long before Thanksgiving was a holiday, it was an act the Creator expected from His creation. Now, I'm not against the holiday. I'm not against what it represents. Matter of fact, I'm quite fond of the holiday of Thanksgiving. Uh, the one time a year you have permission to be a glutton, and, and the things in the Bible don't apply on that day. Uh, I enjoy Thanksgiving. If we approach things, the, the holiday Thanksgiving like I, <clears throat> I think we do, it reminds us of some things that we should be thankful for. And quite uh, frankly, and, and I have no problem including myself in, in this categorization, uh, truth of the matter is none of us are, are as thankful as we should be. And we are distracted by things that take place in life. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that Thanksgiving taking extra time to be thankful. Usually, uh, at at the Neal household, I'm thankful for that turkey. I am thankful for those sweet potatoes. I am thankful for uh, that uh, uh, dressing. Don't even say stuffing in my house. I'm thankful for that southern corn I'm going to preach the truth this morning, no matter who likes it. Uh, I'm I'm thankful. Uh, It's a time when family, a lot of times, are able to get together. I'm I'm thankful for those things. If you understand the history of that holiday, there's there's much for us to be thankful for. But as I've already mentioned, what we read this morning, it predates the last Thursday of November. Thanksgiving should be a part of of every child of God's life. Thanksgiving is what the Creator expects from the creation. Uh, We have a God who has granted us life. We have a God who is good to us. We have a God uh, who we should be giving our thanksgiving to. And this morning, I want to use Psalms chapter number 136, and I want to use this passage to remind us of some things about thanksgiving. Uh, I want to remind us, first of all, before I get into the outline this morning, uh, that God takes in gratitude a lot more seriously than we take in gratitude. Uh, God expects us to be grateful for the air we breathe. God expects us to be grateful for the, for the, for the, the price that His Son paid in salvation. God expe- expects us to be faithful or, or to be grateful for His blessings. And I believe that we should, but I want to give us just some thoughts this morning from this passage on that subject of thanksgiving and being thankful in the life of a Christian. Let me say, first of all, number one, we find the command 
of thanksgiving. I want you to look at your Bible this morning. Look at me at verse number one. The Bible says, Oh, give thanks. That is a command. That is not a suggestion. That is not a, if you feel like it. That is not a, if you want to. That is a command. Oh, give thanks. Verse number two. Oh, give thanks. Do you see it? Verse number three. Oh, give thanks. You and I are commanded to give thanks, or we are commanded to give thanksgiving to our God. That is a command of every child of God. I know sometimes we look at the circumstances of our life and say, I just don't think I can find anything to be thankful for. And we sound like a spoiled, impetuous child it, when we, we take that, 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 that attitude. When the truth of the matter is, when you open your eyes this morning, you got something to be thankful for. When you take that breath in, you've got something to be thankful for. Oh, when you, when you, no matter what your circumstances are, you've got something to be thankful for. Well, Pastor, I'm dealing with this. You've got, you've got something to be thankful for. And truth of the matter is, God is not interested in our excuses. Because God is very aware of your circumstance this morning. No matter who is here, who's watching this morning, God knows how you feel. God knows what you're dealing with. God knows your circumstances because He's aware of them. His ways are above our ways. He's not looking for excuses. He has said, oh, give thanks. Well, there's some things that I don't have. Oh, give thanks. It is a command of ours to give thanks. Not an annual event but this should be a daily one. I'm all for tradition. I'm all for, if you do this, I'm for it. Now, everybody gives something they're thankful for. Tell me, you know, I, we don't do that at my house because once that food's on the table, uh, and it's a quick prayer. We're going to pray earlier that day. But anyway, if you, if you, you say something, you're thankful. I'm, I'm not against it. I'm for that. But it should not be an annual event. It ought to be a daily event. It ought to be something that takes place several times throughout the day. All of us could give testimony this, this morning of things in life that have disappointed us. All of us could give testimony this morning of some things that did not work out the way that we dreamed they would or we thought they would. All of us could testify this morning of some things in our life we wish were not so. But God said, oh, give thanks. I promise you this morning, if you will accept this command, if you will obey this command, it will change your life. It will change your outlook. And as a matter of fact, I think it would be okay for me to say this morning that every child of God should have a life of thanksgiving. Every child of God should not have a problem with his command of, oh, give thanks. I think you would agree with me this morning when I say that if God mentions it one time, it's important. If God mentions something one time, we should pay very close attention to it. But Psalms chapter 1, number 136, the first three verses begin with those words. Oh, give thanks. We're in the house of the Lord this morning. Those of us that are able to be here, we are here because, one, we enjoy being here. But it is, a, it is commanded. This is the Lord's day. It's amazing many have no problem obeying that command, but they don't obey this command. There's a lot of commands in the Word of God that we should give heed to. We should pay close attention to every one of them. We should do what is necessary in our life to 
do what God has instructed us to do. And there are some, and rightfully so, I would never violate this. I would never violate this. And with God's help, I'm not going to violate this command. But what about this one? Oh, give thanks. You know, every child ought to be thankful to their parents. Uh, it, it's, it, it, it's very, to put it mildly, very unbecoming of someone who lives in a house that somebody else pays for, eats food that somebody else pays for, wears clothes that somebody else pays for, and to not have any gratitude. Before we look down and condemn, and rightfully so, that ungratefulness, this morning you breathe air that doesn't belong to you. Everything you have, God has granted you. How thankful are you for it? Well, Pastor, it could be better. It could be worse. Pastor, I, my health could be better. It could be worse. My burden could be lighter. It could be heavier. Oh, give thanks. Oh, give thanks. We have the command of thanksgiving. Oh, what would it do, uh, generally speaking, in a life of Christians, if just Christians treated thanksgiving not as an annual event, but as a daily occurrence? And we took the time to be thankful and to praise Him, and to give thanks for what He has done for us. Uh, be careful. I think we ought to bow our head and offer thanks for the food. But don't let that just become a, a, a formality, and, and that's just something that I do. Oh, take the time to acknowledge what God has given you, but be thankful for what He has given you. Be thankful for the things that He has. Most of the time, let's be honest this morning, most of, the, most of us have a hard time because sometimes we're complaining about what we do have instead of giving thanks for it. And we ought to give thanks. Number two, we find the object of the thanksgiving. Now, we're commanded to give thanks. I think we've established that. Uh, but we also must take time to note the object of our thanksgiving. I want you to look in your Bibles this morning, and we see those first three verses start the same way with the same three words. Oh, give thanks, verse 1. Oh, give thanks, verse 2. Oh, give thanks, verse 3. Now, notice in your Bible, in verse number 4, the first two words, to Him. Who is the object of our thanksgiving? To Him. Who are we to have that thanksgiving spirit towards? To Him. Verse number 4, to Him, who alone doeth great wonders. Verse 5, to him that by wisdom made the heavens. Verse 6, to him that stretched out the earth above the waters. Verse 7, to him that made great lights. Uh, skip down to verse 10, to him that smote Egypt in their firstborn. Verse 13, to him which divided the Red Sea into parts. Uh, look down at verse number 16, to him which led the people through the wilderness. Verse 17, to him which smote great kings. Who is our thanksgiving to be towards? To Him. When you start thinking about Him, and you start thinking about the things that this psalmist reminds us, that it is God who does great wonders. It is God who made the heavens. 
It is God who vanquished the enemies. It is God who made the way when there was no way. When you start thinking about who it is we are giving thanksgiving to, let me tell you what ought to take place and what will take place in the life of a Christian. When we start focusing on Him, oh, it becomes easy to be thankful. It becomes easy to give praise. Let me tell you why praise is lacking in the life of the child of God this morning. It's because you're spending too much time thinking about you and not enough time thinking about Him. You're not spending enough time thinking about the one who has provided for you, the one who has made a way, the one who is the giver of life, the one who put every star in place, the one who has brought you to where you are today. Hey, we may not have had the Red Sea that the children of Israel have had, but every one of us has had a Red Sea, and the only way we made it across is because God himself intervened, and in his power, and in his provision, and in his care, he made a way. You know why you complain too much this morning, Christian? Because it's all about you. You're thinking about your limitations, what you don't have, what you can't achieve, what you can't overcome. Well, quit looking in the mirror at yourself and, and put your glance upward and think about the God who has created all things. To Him, He's the object of our thanksgiving. I'm convinced, and again, I have no problem putting myself in the middle of what I'm going to say. We don't think about Him enough. So I think about Him several times a day. It's still not enough. We got to think about Him. Who's the first person you turn to when you have a need? You know who it ought to be? It ought to be Him. You know, God is, even in, 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 in disappointments and even in trials, and even if we look at some things that have taken place in our life and we can say, that, that, that is not a good thing. That is, a, that is, that is my valley. That is my, 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 my trial. Those are my burdens. Even if in the midst of all that, God has still been good. God has still made a way. Who should our focus be on this morning? To Him. Who's, our, who's the object of our thanksgiving? To Him. That's why a Christian gets to a place in life, well, I just, I just don't have anything to be thankful for. Be careful. That's a bigger deal than we want to admit. Because if we have not been blessed, we're casting that allegation at our God. If we can't offer thanksgiving, let me just be honest this morning and trying to help us I mean, we are in the Thanksgiving season. Uh, if we can't be thankful, uh, we, what are we saying? We're saying God has not been good enough to us for us to offer our thanks. What I have isn't good enough for me. What I have isn't good enough for Him to grant me. We have to remember there is one who cares for us. There is one who has provided for us. There is one to whom our thanksgiving should be granted. We're reminded this morning to give thanks. And that is a command. But let me remind us of the object of the thanksgiving. Well, I'm just not in the thanksgiving spirit. Let me help you with that. Think about Him. Think about what He has done for you. Think about what He has done for you. Think about 
what He has done for you. To Him is our thanksgiving. Let's spend less time thinking about us and more time thinking about Him. Notice next in this chapter. We have said there's the command of thanksgiving. There's the object of the thanksgiving. Uh, and let me, before I move on, in that if it were commanded, notice, remember the definition of thanksgiving. There should be an act or a rendering of thanks or expressing gratitude. So, more is more than just, well, I just have a spirit. of Okay, where's the act? Where's the granting in the attitude? The object of the thanksgiving. Who is that act being given to? But notice number three, we're going to find the motivation for thanksgiving. Oh, this is, this is a blessing to me. I trust it will be a blessing to you. We have fi- found the command of thanksgiving. Oh, give thanks. Verse 2, oh, give thanks. Verse 3, oh, give thanks. Eight times, I believe it is, we find a, a verse of Scripture in this chapter beginning with the words, to him. And then a description of what God has done. So there's our object of thanksgiving. That is enough for you and I to understand our responsibility when it comes to thanksgiving. That is all we need to hear. To be reminded, He expects it, therefore I must do it. To be reminded that it is Him, He's worthy of it, therefore I'm to do it. We really don't need any other instruction when it comes to thanksgiving because that, quite frankly, is enough. We have enough already that I can close the service. I'm not. But I could close the service. I can give an invitation. And there's probably enough for us to think of in areas of our life where we have not been very thankful. Or maybe we have not acknowledged it to Him. We have enough to know that as a child of God, I should give thanks, and it ought to be to Him. But God is a good God. God is not just the God of enough. He reminds us, and if we cannot adhere to the command, which we should do, if thinking of Him does not remind us enough of why we should be thanksgiving, Uh, Thirdly, this morning, we're going to find a motivation for thanksgiving. If that's not enough for you, I hope I can motivate you with what I'm going to remind you this passage of Scripture says. Look with me at verse number 23. Who? Who is that who? It's Him. It's God. Who remembered us in our low a state. Let me help you this morning. If God commanding and saying to you, oh, give thanks is not enough, which it is, you just can't find motivation in just fulfilling a command. Let me remind you this morning that He remembered you, He remembered me when we were in our low estate. He, we are but dust, we are but failure, and the God, Him, the Bible tells us that that God who created all things, that God who spoke the stars into existence, what does that God think about? He thinks about you. He thinks about me in our lowest state. 
as a sinner. God did not discard us. He did not give us what we deserve by just, <coughs> excuse me, by just casting us into hell. He remembered us. If you didn't have thanks, if you didn't have enough reason before to offer thanksgiving just because he said so, and that's enough, friend. Well, if, if, if I just think on him, that ought to put you in a, a mood of praise. That ought to put you in a mood of thanksgiving. Oh, God is worthy of it. God is great and should be praised. We are reminded by the psalmist who remembered us in our lowest state. As a sinner, God remembered you. God sent His Son to die for your sins. But you know, Christian, let me remind you this morning that even after your salvation, when you drifted from Him, He remembered you. Can I remind you this morning that when you walk through a valley and you can't help yourself, He hadn't forgotten about you. He, hey, if you, if you can't give thanksgiving for that, I don't know if I can help you. I'm going to try in just a moment. But I don't know if I can help you to think that God of heaven, he remembered me. And he said, I'll send my son to die for him. But look at verse number 24. Not only in verse 23, who remembered us in our lowest state. Verse 24, and hath redeemed us from our enemies. I think it's enough this morning in the first three verses of Scripture. Oh, give thanks. We've got enough there to be reminded. We're commanded to give thanks. We're commanded to offer that act, that expression of thanks to God. But He's our object. We think about to Him and to Him and to Him, all the wonderful things that He's done for you and I, that's enough for us to give thanks. But this morning, God goes beyond that, and He has preserved for us in His, His inspired Word this morning, the reminder that when we were in our low estate, He did not forget us. He did not forsake us. We are reminded this morning that He has redeemed us, and He has redeemed us in our, in our imperfection. He has redeemed us in our failures. And when that old adversary, the devil, he had a hold of us, and that father of sin, and that sin was passed down from man to man, God remembered us. And I don't know about you, friend, I remember uh, when I was young and I called out the best way I knew how and said, would you remember me? Uh, would, you, would you save me? Would you forgive me? me and him who redeemed me the one who made the stars redeemed me the one who crafted the world redeemed me the one who gave the life redeemed me the holy one redeemed me he didn't forget me this morning he hadn't forgotten you either i hope we're getting the idea that a christian should never have a spirit of unthankfulness should never have a spirit of ingratitude. We've got much to be thankful for. Those are some thoughts on Thanksgiving, but I will end with number four. Just as a <coughs> number four, final reminder for Thanksgiving. This is an interesting psalm to me. 
Because God goes to the length to repeat Himself. And God does not have to repeat Himself. You and I as dust, you and I as His children, we should pursue what God has said. But if God says it one time, as I've already mentioned this morning, you and I are accountable for it. It should get the emphasis that it deserves because He has said it. Oftentimes, God will mention the same thing more than once, and this chapter is unique in the fact that we find God repeating Himself several times, making several statements several times. We've already seen the first three verses. He says those words, Oh, give thanks. He says at one time, we should know this is important to God. But he begins the three verses with the same three words, oh, give thanks. The eight times we've already looked at, he says, to him. He tells us who we should be giving our thanks to. To him. But I want to give us a final reminder for thanksgiving. And this reminder is found in all 26 verses of Scripture. That last phrase, I'll not take time to read every verse this morning because... It is found in every verse, that phrase, for his mercy endureth forever. If it was not enough that God commanded it, and it is. If it was not enough that he is the object, that he is worthy. If it wasn't enough, and friend, let me remind you, it is. If if. We couldn't find, if that wasn't enough, and we ought to be able to find the motive of thanksgiving just thinking of our own lowest state. And friend, it would do you and I good every once in a while to be reminded of what we really are. We are just sinful men that have hope because He didn't forget us. Oh, I look around, it's so good to see, see everybody this morning, and some of you hadn't seen in a little while, and oh, I've forgotten how good y'all look. And oh, when I say this, I was looking on this side when I said that, by the way, I, I, I haven't forget, I've forgotten how good y'all look, and I say this often, I, I, I'm, I'm the most blessed man in the world. I get to pastor the greatest people on God's planet. This, to me, is the greatest group of Christians, the greatest people. And, and I, have, I hold uh, you as the, the membership of the Emmanuel Baptist Church in such high esteem as dedicated Christians. But let's pull back the veil just for a moment and let's be reminded, we are all just sinners. And if it was not for the fact that the God of heavens did not forget us, and he re- the fact that he redeemed us, we would still be on our way to a devil's hell. We would not have it all together as we seem to have it all together today. It is because he has not forgotten us. And I hope we can realize and grasp this morning the importance of what God says 26 times. For his mercy, where in the world And it's not good to think about where we would be without His mercy. 
is mercy. That mercy in what we should receive, him withholding it. For his mercy endureth. Think about that word endureth. If you endure, you're able to withstand. If you endure, it, it overcomes. We think if you put that word in the context of athletics and they endured that competition and they had the stamina, it endured, they overcame to achieve. Sometimes you just have to endure and get through the, think about that word, but you think about God's mercy. His mercy has overcome your failures, my failures. It endureth forever. I stand here this morning before you as a recipient of God's mercy. But it isn't all for me because you sit where you sit as a recipient of God's mercy. Can I just say on this Sunday before Thanksgiving that I'm thankful for God's mercy today. I'm thankful that we have a God of love a God who doesn't give us what we deserve, a God of mercy. I'm thankful that this morning when I woke up, I was a recipient of God's mercy. I trust that you are too. But I'm already looking forward to and anticipating the mercy that's available for me tomorrow and the day after that. I am thankful for the mercy that's going to endure Forever. I don't have time. I'm, I'm out of time this morning, but I want you to think to what the Bible says about before the world was ever fashioned. Do you realize that before, let's go to your birthday and before you were ever born, God had obviously already put your redemption in place, it was available for you? Before Adam ever fell, Eve ever fell, that first man ever sinned, God already knew he would send his son and he would give mercy. See, mercy enduring forever, we always think forwards, but for it to be truly enduring forever, it had to have always been here. It had to have always existed. And God has always been. There's no beginning of God. In the beginning, God doesn't mean that's when God began. It's when the beginning of all things we know, God was there. He was already in the beginning. That mercy that has always been there has always been available. Can I tell you what is going to endure forever is that mercy. In heaven, there is a mercy seat where the blood of Christ has been sprinkled. And it speaks on your behalf and my behalf today. Can I tell you that's going to endure 
forever. This morning, and when I outlined this, I did not know some of the events that were going to take place this week took place, would take place. You know why we can have grace and comfort and hope that our loved ones wait us for that eternity together? That there will be no more separation. We will spend an eternity, go look that word up, eternity together. How can we have that hope? Because His mercy endureth forever. 26 times God reminds us. I liken it, as I've kind of outlined it this morning, just the command. We need to be reactionary to the commands of God. Oh, give thanks. Maybe things... At this Thanksgiving, and certainly this year for all of us, it's a different year because of the things that have transpired this year. So, well, I, there's, just, there's just some things that are, that are different this year that have never been, and I just don't know if I can get in the Thanksgiving spirit. Well, you may not have the turkey you always have, but every day ought to be a day where we have the Thanksgiving spirit. We've given been given a command. Can I help you? I don't think, and I've said it. Many times this morning, I'm going to say it again because I cannot say it enough and nobody can say it too much. We need to put our focus on Him and think about Him. I would encourage you to do this in a time of prayer. You, you, you take the time to go to God on, on behalf of what you need. And, but don't, sometimes we ought to just go to God and say, God, I just want to talk about you for a little bit. And you start thinking about Him and who He is and what He is. You can't help but have a heart of thanksgiving. And can we be reminded this morning that he didn't, he didn't forget us? Not when we were at our best, because there's none righteous. There's none good. You know, it's easy for us to develop affection and feelings for people when they're at their best. Uh, who goes looking for Let's be honest. Who goes looking for a spouse? I'm looking for somebody who's in the, uh, the bottom. Oh, no. But God came and found us when we were at our worst. We were in that lowest state. So Pastor, if, and I've had this said to me many times. Pastor, if you knew who I really was and you knew what I've done, you wouldn't want me in your church. As a side note, you, you say, what do you say when you say that? If you knew who was a member of my church, you'd feel right at home. That's, that's... But God knows what we are. God knows what we've done. He didn't forget us. He didn't forsake us. But 26 times, God reminds us, my mercy towards you, it'll last. It'll endure your own failures. It'll endure forever. Just some thoughts on Thanksgiving. Maybe your circumstances have changed around you from last Thanksgiving to this Thanksgiving. Let me give you some help this morning. You don't have an option to give thanks. Well, when things get... No, 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 no. You give thanks. You're commanded to. I'm just not in the mood. Let me help you get in the mood. 
to him, to him, to him, to him. Remember who the object is to receive the thanksgiving. It's God who hasn't forsaken us. Mercy endureth forever. I'm thankful for his mercy today. I need it again tomorrow, don't you? I'm going to need it again the day after that. We all are. But I'm thankful that mercy endures forever. Father, I pray this.